0: You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hi, everyone. Paul Lang from Discipline Trading Strategies. This is podcast number 27, and it's called Rules You Should Question. If you've read that episode description, I imagine most of you probably don't because you're listening to this on the go somewhere. It just kind of refers to the fact that this is a topic that probably comes up when I'm talking in different forms and fashions. I probably mention it a lot, but don't often do a whole segment devoted to this question. I did do one time, I did do a whole presentation that was a similar title. I think it's an important topic to talk about because a lot of different people listen to me. There's some experienced traders that listen to me. I've trained a couple of market makers in my life. There are moderately experienced listening to me. And there's also a lot of brand new traders or wannabe traders, I like to call them, no insult intended, but a lot of people who are just sticking their toe and looking how to be a trader. And whether that means to you managing your own long-term accounts or whether you're gonna do some extra trades as kind of a swing trader to make a little money or whether you got a couple of mornings free to make a little extra income day trading or whether you're gonna look to be a full-time trader, full-time day trader, whatever your goal is, People usually start off like we start off most anything in our life these days, do a Google search, see what comes up. Well, I have to tell you, I've done that just for the purpose of trying to help people sort through the muddle. And it's really nasty out there because trading, investing, one of the most popular topics you'll find out there and just riddled with all kinds of different things from opinions to useless information to downright lies and all kinds of things that you see out there. Naturally, there's some good people out there. They're a little hard to sort through and find. But there are a lot of topics that you run into that are just almost universally stated. And a significant number of those topics that are discussed are just wrong. Wrong can have a varying view from being absolutely wrong to being kind of useless or just not very helpful. I want to go over some of those because some of these are ones I'm talking about sayings or common cliches you hear or what some people would consider to be early instruction for how to trade. And you may be shocked at some of them that I think are worthless. And when I say, I think, I'm gonna translate that to they are worthless. Before I get to the first rule, I wanna get right into this. I just wanna mention one of the reasons I feel this is so important because a lot of what sticks with you is kind of at a subconscious level. You may read a whole bunch of stuff when you start off trading and then some of it sticks with you and don't even realize it. And when I work with people, I realize sometimes they have something stuck inside of them that's just wrong. And it comes back to something they read one time, they just can't get over it, they keep referring back to. So you got to be very careful of what you put in your brain. And one of the things that I try to emphasize as an instructor in this market, to the extent I'm an instructor teaching people how to trade, is that you have to get the wrong things out of your brain in order to let the right things in. Yes, there's different correct ways to do things, but there are things that are just wrong. Let's start with one of the simplest ones because it's such a common one that you hear. And that is the saying, you can't go broke taking a profit. Or maybe another common one that's alongside that, a sister saying to that is, you should never let a profit go to a loss. These are just wrong. These are just bad sayings. These are sayings that actually kill traders' careers. On the surface, you can't go broke taking a profit. It's theoretically right. If you never took a loss, I guess you would make money. But it's not reality. You're always going to have winners and losers. And by encouraging yourself to always take small profits, what happens is, is that when you have those losers, they wipe out your profits. I have one slide note here for you to look at. And when you have a chance to look at it, it just kind of demonstrates how sometimes a brand new trader and a professional trader end up with the same P&L, even though they're doing totally different concepts to get there. It's the mindset. So I'll let you look at that. And let me address the other sister comment, which is to say you should never let a profit turn into a loss. A lot of traders hear that and think, boy, that is just the saying you should use in trading. Totally wrong. If you take it to its extreme, are you going to tell me when you're in a trade and maybe you're risking $300, $500, $1,000, $100, wherever you're risking, you're going to tell me the minute you're up $0.50, cents, $10, that you're going to protect that profit? That's insane. You'll never, ever make money in trading doing that. And you may say, well, Paul, don't exaggerate. It wouldn't be $5. Well, what is it? What, what do you protect? Is it a number amount? Because stocks don't just go up like a penny every minute for the next three hours. It's not how it works. They get bought and they shoot higher. Then people sell and they pull back. And if you're going to get out every time the thing pulls back a little bit, you're never, ever, ever going to make money, I guarantee you. And I'm not against a scalping type of style. I like a scalping type of style. I personally don't do it. But you have to do it the proper way, and it does not involve just getting out of things. You have to understand the chart, the price pattern you're on, and where the appropriate levels are to get in or get out. So those are my first ones that I abhor because they actually teach traders to lose, and yet they're popular sayings. The reason that they're popular, you need to understand, is because it fulfills a basic psychological goal. Trading becomes very psychological for many people, for everybody to some degree, and the basic psychological concept, the one that is really permeating throughout trading and giving people problems, is fear. Everybody knows is greed and fear, but fear, and specifically the fear of being a loser. When are you not a loser? Well, when you close out a trade that's green. That's what happens all the time. I mentioned in a prior podcast, some people will come and ask, you know, what's your batting average or what the trading room batting average is. If you're asking me that question, it's all you're asking. You're not a good trader because batting average alone is not relevant. But this is what traders focus on. It's just, I want to be a winner. I want every trade to be a winner. Sure, I'll take $10 profit. Sure, I'll take $50 profit. And then the next one's a $500 loser. Can't do that. Those are the two worst sayings in the world. Now, I'm certainly all in favor of protecting profit, but significant profit, protecting something that's getting close to the money you intended to make. At some point, you got to switch gears and say, hey, let's start protecting something. But just the fear of going below zero is a terrible habit to get into. You don't want to protect that. Let's talk about another one. One of those sayings that I've had traders come back to me and say, this should be like just a golden rule of good trading. And that is if you're day trading to never short a stock it's green on the day. Or, similar concept, never short a stock if it's at the high of the day. Once again, these comments are coming from people who really don't know how to trade. That's a ridiculous statement. How do you make money if you're not going to short something at or near the high of the day? That's what we do. You're going to short it at the low of the day? That's not going to work for you. There's a concept out there that, yes, you don't short a strong stock when it's strong on the time frame above the one you're trading. But, to short a stock at the high of the day is exactly what I do almost every day because that's how you make money. If it makes sense on other time timeframes, if it's a strategic thing to do, I want to get as close to the high of the day as I can because that's all more money to be made. So that's a ridiculous comment to say. Doesn't matter if the stock's green on the day. It matters that you have a strategy in place that would allow you to short something when it's green on the day or at the high of the day. So that statement is just simply wrong. It comes from a lack of understanding of how to trade. Here's another one that I think comes from people who maybe are not necessarily good traders, but like to write about how to trade, because it's a rule that you hear referred to a lot, but it's really not the rule that would make sense for a good trader. The rule I'm talking about is somebody who says that you have to have a certain reward to risk in order to take a trade. They'll say that you have to have a three to one reward for risk, simply meaning that the target you have in mind is going to be at least three times or two times or four times bigger than the stop that you're going to be using. So you could relate that to the chart if you want to. Say that as a longer term position, you're going for an $8 target It would have to have less than a $2 stop or whatever the math is to make your three or a four to one trade, whatever that is. Once again, this is a very novice way of looking at things because it only incorporates one concept. The best way for me to explain this, if you aren't really understanding why that's not a great rule to have, is to say, hey, what if you had a one-to-one trade, but I told you that I knew that had an 80% chance of getting to the one-to-one trade? Would you take that trade? And you're probably shrugging your shoulder saying, of course I would. Well, if you would, of course, take a one-to-one trade, then why do we have a rule that you have to have a three-to-one reward to risk trade? See, there's a concept here of blending the chance of getting to any target with what your target is in kind of a a loose vernacular term. I'll use the word expectancy, but it's that combination of doing the two things. So, what good is it to look at a theoretical three to one when you never get there? What good is it to pass a trade that's one to one if you're going to get there all the time? And the way I teach people to trade is to say, hey, if you have a one to one trade, let's take that money and then maybe. When another person might have waited to take the trade, we can add something to our position. In other words, you don't walk down the sidewalk and step on a $5 bill and pass it up because your requirement is a $20 bill to bend over. I mean, that just doesn't make sense to me. Trading comes down to understanding the chart likelihood and probabilities of getting from A to B. And naturally, there's nobody in trading that I know of that's more focused on trying to get a potentially high reward to risk setup. But then it's a whole different story what numbers do you actually use one of the problems with traders where they stop out a lot and suffer a lot of frustration is always trying to get in there with this really tight stop to make the reward to risk artificially high in other words did they see a one dollar target for something and the stop should probably be 50 or 70 cents but they say well let me try it with a 25 cent stop and boy that'll be a four to one trade But of course, they never get there. In a situation like that, it would be hard for any trader to get there. But then a lot of these traders are also hampered with the additional handicap that they maybe don't know the chart well enough to even have a trade that would ever do something like that. So, forcing an artificially high reward to risk onto a trade makes most traders either tighten the stop, which is going to be a terrible thing to do, or just inflate the target. That's the next thing that happens. What's interesting to see is if you get a hold of the details of one of these traders that insist on having a three to one reward to risk, what is funny sometimes is that their sharp ratio ends up being below one anyhow. The sharp ratio is like your after the fact reward to risk. If on average you take 50 cents on a move up and on average your stop is 50 cents, that's a one to one sharp, kind of like a one to one reward to risk if you did that before the trade. So there are people that will look at a chart and say, okay, three to one is what I'm gonna wait out for, but then they take the trade and take a cheap target anyhow. So what's the point of pretending you have a three to one reward to risk? Good trading comes from taking great setups, finding that birthplace that I like to call that moment in time, getting a great entry, picking the right entry for the type of trades. There are different trades and there are different entries. And if you're using a generic entry that matches your trading style and your strategy all the time, you're probably not making money. There are specific entries that do a specific job for you. And when you do all that right, you use the right management and that blend, that expectancy of the likelihood of getting to the target you have picked and then managing properly, maybe beyond the target, understanding that at times that if you do sell at a relatively cheap target, that maybe you can add back to the trade at some point. There are a lot of advanced concepts that professional traders use to really make money rather than just some, this simplistic view of, oh, Three to one is what's needed Pass the trade until you find one of those. These traders usually end up losing money. So in this case, I don't want to say this is completely wrong. Finding high reward to risk trades is great. But the rule simply that you have to have three to one is usually a very novice concept. and something you're going to see all over the place. It's a requirement for your trade. Can't say it's a requirement. You have to have a whole blended concept of what you're looking at. My last podcast was a little shorter than average. This will probably be a little bit longer than average. I could go on with these probably for a couple of hours, but I'll try and hit the next couple of important ones. This particular rule is something that I did a presentation on recently because I thought it was that important. And that is the concept that if you Google, how do you handle a bad day as a trader? you're gonna see things like, well, immediately go back to paper trading, immediately cut your risk in half, blah, 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 blah. I'll shortcut you right to the correct answer. The correct answer is you do nothing different the next day. Now, you have to think in two different camps here. You could be a brand new trader. Well, if you're a new trader, that means you're trading through some kind of a risk progression plan, meaning that you're starting off risking paper money and then very light shares, and you're working your way up and you already have planned in that plan what to do when you have a losing day and you just follow it so you do nothing different the next day you follow whatever that plan said to do what about when you're a professional trader and you're not on that and you're risking serious larger amounts of money what do you do when you have a really bad day you do absolutely nothing you go back the next day and you trade all out full bore and you trade just like nothing ever happened now i'm not saying you'd be an idiot of course, you go and look at your trades and see if you did something stupid. And you also understand that if you have a couple of days or going on a third day and you've lost it, maybe you got to step back and say, hey, what's going on? But the fact of the matter is the best trader in the world is going to have a bad day from time to time. It just happens. And if you get all freaked out about it, and if you start cutting back risk and messing with what you're doing, well, the next two days you have winning days, but you don't make back half your money because you cut your risk back and now you're getting frustrated. So, You just get back out there just like a baseball player when you strike out you don't go lament about it you get back out there and swing just as hard the next time unless you discover you have some real problem going on so once again the general consensus out there uh, amongst the novice people that write about trading is incorrect now let me add nobody is more careful than i am about risk progression and about risk management but you also have to be intelligent there's probabilities in trading and like i always like to tell people if you look at trading, if you're a day trader, long-term trader, it's not a bad trading record at all to have a 50% batting average if you're making significantly more money on your winners than your losers. So let's say you're bad at 50%. Well, what's the chances of having three losing trades in a row? Well, same chance of flipping a coin heads three times in a row. And for those of you that love probability and statistics, that's one in eight. Every series of three trades, one in eight, you're going to lose all three in a row, even if you're a great trader. If you let that freak you out, you're never going to progress because you just have to understand it's going to be part of your trading record. Make sure you do well on the days that you're winning and the trades that you're winning. I'm going to mention another one that just came to mind. I have these kind of jotted down to remind me of some of them. It really relates to another one, but this is the most popular way you see it phrased sometimes. And that is when you're trading and you're managing something. The first rule that you find about management is to get your stop to break even as soon as possible. That is just in the dead wrong category. There is nothing that makes sense about that whatsoever. Break even is nothing more than a mental crutch for a trader. Your break even is not on a chart. We trade by using a chart we find inflection points of areas that should hold when you get in a trade you look to exit when you discover you're maybe wrong about the trade you think it's in an uptrend it maybe when it breaks that uptrend maybe you set yourself for that to be your exit point and you get out but your break even is never going to show up on a chart initially now maybe later in the trade coincidentally some inflection point happens around your break even but initially you run up you run back down your break even is nothing nobody in the world would know what your break even is nobody cares And it's not a point for you to exit. There's nothing failing about the trade just because you went from green to red. The reason it's so popular, of course, and so often used by so many traders is because, again, it's that mental crutch, that psychological thing that if you're going to get something to break even, it means that you're not going to be a loser. It means that trade, you'll cut it off right when it's even rather than losing any money on it. But same question. Why are you in the trade? If just moments later, or if it's a longer term position, a day later, you're going to hop right out of it again. You don't know what you're doing if that's what you're doing. Maybe if I phrase it this way, it helps. It's extremely rare to get in any position. If you're taking a long position, I don't care if it's a scalp, a day trade, a long term position. It's extremely rare to get into a position and just have it proceed up, up, up immediately to your target. And you don't have to worry about it. That's almost never the case. The best, most bullish position in the world, even if you don't have what I consider to be outside selling or outside resistance, on the way up, people who are going long on the way up are going to want to sell and take some money. It's the inside selling the people on the way up, and it's going to cause pullbacks. And you can't hop out every time there's a pullback. At least you have to have a style that works for you. And if you're trying to get from point A to point B, if that distance is a longer distance, you're not going to get there without living through some pullbacks. You have to decide how to manage living through pullbacks, getting to bigger targets, trying to take the quick run, then you're a real scalper. And then you have to be very, very accurate, have very high share size, and be very good at what you're doing. And the last one I'm gonna do, there's a lot of bad internet training out there, but a lot of it revolves specifics about how to read charts and that type of thing. But as far as sayings go, I think the one I'm going to end with is another big one and another killer for a lot of people. And that is the teaching that a good trader should always focus on minimizing losses. Another one of those that sounds good. And if you're a new trader, wow, that sounds really like something I want to do and be conservative and not lose money. But again, it's a lot of garbage. Anybody who says that, of course, when I teach people to trade, it's only sensible that you have a fixed loss in place. When you start a trade, you start a trade. Based on the chart, you have a point you're going to exit, you've tied your share size to that trade in a way that if you have to exit, you've lost X amount of money. Initially, you start off that being paper, zero, small risk, you work your way up, whatever it is. So now you're risking some big money, but you have that stop in place. And the question now becomes, how do you manage from the point that you enter to the point you're trying to take as your target? If your focus is on minimizing losses, if that is what your goal is, you will achieve your goal. And what you'll have at the end of your trading day or trading week or trading month, you're going to have a whole string of minimized losses. And you can feel proud about those, I guess. Now, if you're a terrible trader and everything you do stops out, minimizing your losses will be great for you because you're going to lose money at a slower rate and you're going to bleed to death over a year instead of going out in two months. If that's what you want to do, that's great. Go do that. But again, the goal is ready for this? To maximize profits. When you learn how to read a chart and you see the money to be made, the goal is to try to make money, not to try and lose money slowly. Now, there's nothing wrong. I'm not an idiot. There's nothing wrong with minimizing a loss when it's appropriate to do, and that's just what happens. It's just you're following your plan, you're following the chart. Whoop, the stop gets to come up, no choice about it. And oh, guess what? I minimized the loss. Maybe the trade is now in the money, or maybe it's a very small loser, whatever it is, that's fine. But that's not your goal. The goal is to make money, and you have to have the proper management procedures. To get from point a to point b but you can't always be fearful and always focused on minimizing losses none of these sayings and nothing i'm discussing matters if you don't know what you're doing to make money in the market so a big encouragement of mine for people this year that i'm trying to focus on is if you don't know what you're doing don't risk any real money in the markets until you learn what you're doing or until you prove to yourself you know what you're doing i've seen a lot of people trying to train themselves and there is, I'm going to say, a 100% failure rate. If I'm wrong, shoot me an email. I'll gladly acknowledge it. I'll even acknowledge it publicly. And I don't mean that you had a good month. I mean longevity. Somebody who's been at it full time, making money consistently, 6, 9, 12 months, whatever it is you want to call it. So big focus for me is either learn the right way what you're going to do, or sit back and take it easy until you can learn, or... If you're going to try it on your own, paper trade until you can prove that you know what you're doing can make money. You should never lose any significant amount of money learning how to trade or invest for yourself. Maybe you lose some time if you don't catch on to it, but you should never lose any significant money. I hope you enjoyed podcast number 27. This is Paul for Discipline Trading Strategies. There's always more information at the Discipline Trading Strategies website. Feel free to stop on by or to shoot me an email if you want. This is Paul for DTS. Good trading, everybody.